The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, let me know what you think about this and how this applies to where you're at in your walk with the Lord. Jesus is coming. All indicators point to the fact that his return is imminent. Again and again, the Bible tells us that Jesus will come suddenly, quickly, like a thief in the night, and that his followers need this. Now, this is the important part. Ready? Ready for this? Need to be prepared to meet him at any moment. Now I'm skipping a page, and I'll tell you what page I'm skipping in a minute. Now, not only because of my age, but also as world events line up with the signs Jesus gave us to indicate we are living at the end of human history, I know with certainty that I will soon meet him face to face. Now that might be because of the rapture, his return. It might be because you actually don't make it to tomorrow, and the Lord in his providence uh, is going to pull you off this rock and bring you home through faith in Christ. Uh, But the question is, are you ready to meet him? That's not a question I struggle with or even ask myself very often, which I think is definitely wrong. I'm sure my uh, guests today will agree with that. Uh, But are you ready if that moment comes today, if that moment tarries until Jesus comes back, if it's the rapture, whatever the case may be, you will be face-to-face with him one day. And are you ready for that, and should you even worry about it? The name of the book, Preparing to Meet Jesus, a 21-day challenge to move from salvation to transformation, so don't misconstrue on the cross when Jesus said it is finished. He was talking about one thing. He was not talking about another, which we'll get into. And Graham Lotz, of course, uh, is a great friend and a friend of the program and her daughter. First time here. God bless you. And uh, I don't know if you're crazy or what your deal is. Why, but Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright is here, <laughs> uh, came with her mom and Graham Lotz. And of course, uh, they both wrote the book, Preparing to Meet Jesus. Thanks for coming, you ladies. How are you? Oh, love, to, love to talk to you, Steve, about anything, anytime. Thanks so much for having me. Are you nervous at all, Rachel Ruth? I mean, this is, you've been down this road for a while, but you haven't been down it with me. I know. Well, I mean, I enjoy doing this. I love doing interviews with mom, but um, but yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> have you ever been to Vegas? No, I haven't. Well, you have now. So this will probably be the closest you ever get. Anyway, it's great to have you in here. Thanks for the time. Uh, let's just, before we get into the book, what's it like to work together? I'm the only one of the four kids in my family and that didn't work for my dad. So I've never really done anything like that with uh, a family member. But what's it been like for you to to work together? For me, it's been a joy. And it's been really a blessing to see Rachel Ruth just blossom into her gifting and into, I think, the position that God has given her. And she's very um, anointed, if I can use that word, gifted in her insights into scripture. So when you go through this book, she's taken 21 characteristics of Rebecca and uh, pulled them out as characteristics that God the Father is looking for mm. in the bride for his son. Yeah. And and I've read that story. I've taught that story. I've been blessed by that story. I could see the symbolism of the father sending the servant to look for the bride, but I never would have picked up on those characteristics. Yeah. You know, so, so she's... It's really, uh, I love to discuss the scriptures with her. We did a live Zoom last night mm. for people who uh, had helped to launch the book. And it was just very fun to interact, mm. you know, yeah. and because we're, we're not as crazy as you, but we're not, <laughs> we're not serious, you know. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. We, we are, we talk about serious things, yeah. but we do it in a fun way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's it been like for you, Rachel Ruth? 
I've loved it. I mean, I feel like it's kind of a Paul Timothy situation in all growing up. I, um, I guess I don't think highly of myself. I've just, I was the kid that struggled in school and have ADD and, you know, I had a learning disability in reading comprehension, which is kind of funny that that I'm writing books now, but, um, (laughs) so, but it, it is evidence of what God can do in somebody's life that he takes your weaknesses and then he is strong. But, but watching mom and talking to her every day, I'm asking what she's studying in scripture every day and, and being able to, um, grow and watch her do interviews and, and read her books and everything. I've learned so much. And so to be able to work with her is such a blessing. We have the best time together and, and it just flows somehow. It, it really is. Uh, it's wonderful. Was there a moment when, and you asked her to do something with you? Or was it like you had been discussing it, and maybe one day, Rachel Ruth, when you feel comfortable, we'll start working together? Or was it one thing that kind of launched it? Well, I don't know it launched this, but but I can remember the first thing I asked her to do. We were in South Africa. She had gone with me, um, and I was speak- on a speaking tour in South Africa hosted by uh, the St. James Church in Cape Town. And the last weekend, I did a series of messages at a conference that they put on at St. James, and and I, was it Saturday night? Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I asked Rachel. Ruth, Sunday night. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I asked her if she would share her testimony, and mm-hmm. she'd never. Uh, I don't. I can't Not remember in a setting that like that. Yeah. yeah. So she got up and and it was sort of like a command performance. I didn't give her the option, but she <laughs> got up and did it. Yeah, moms was, are good at that. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and then the same day that she was to graduate from Baylor, she was supposed to walk across the platform to get her diploma. Instead, she came with me to the Rose Bowl, and there was a Chosen Women event. Mm-hmm. And um, and she shared a testimony and got a standing ovation wow. at the end. And so that's been a long time ago. But but those are two times I can remember mm-hmm. when I I put her on the spot and asked her to uh, take a stand. And and she did in an incredible way. And then the next time God got my attention, she was asked to speak at the women's coffee or whatever Christmas it was at coffee the Christmas something. coffee at the at the Cove at the Billy Graham Training yeah. Center at the Cove. So they have 500 women there and they're packed in there for this beautiful event and they had Rachel speak and and so I went to support her I just thought I'd go there to you know be by her side and I was sitting in the audience <laughs> listening to Rachel Ruth and I was blown away wow. and I thought oh my goodness Rachel Ruth is not a speaker she's a preacher and at the end she gave the invitation there were like 16 women that wow. stood to receive Christ and so that was what got my attention yeah. that, that this is more than just um uh, she's gifted how did you process what was going on Rachel Ruth I don't know. I think this is another example where mom has been a great example to me because she's never been about herself. She's not about making her ministry into some big thing and get all this attention and stuff. It's just she does what God tells her to do. And and I honestly feel like it's just I'm doing what God's told me to do. And and he's kind of opened doors and and I'll um, study God's word. He gives me a message and, and I give it out. But every time I finish giving a message, I've. I know that the Lord knows I know that it was a miracle because he just (laughs) transformed me and really is using the least likely person to (laughs) do this. And and so um, but anyhow, and and, and then it's just kind of unfolded and and worked well. Yeah. You you saw yourself like Gideon saw himself. I'm the least of the least of the least. (laughs) And God's like, yeah. I'm not going to do this your way. I see things a little differently. Preparing to meet Jesus, we're going to unpack this. It's a great book, a great 21-day devotional that Anne wrote with her daughter, Rachel Ruth Lotz-Wright. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. We're going to dive in when we come back. Don't go anywhere.
Well, for some reason, welcome back. It's Steve Noble and the Steve Noble Show. I, for some reason, I feel like I should remind you. This is not CBN. I don't think you'd hear that music on most <laughs> Christian uh, shows of any kind, but you'll hear it here because I like to push buttons. Uh, but the button we're going to push today is a, simply a question. Are you ready? Are you prepared to meet Jesus? Do you even think about it? Uh, listen, I'm saved. It's done, right? Jesus said it's finished. Am I prepared to meet him? Are you prepared to meet him if he shows up at 1.30 in the morning tonight and you are by yourself with a computer or a smartphone? Are you prepared to meet him when you said what you just said or didn't say what you should have said to your spouse? Are you prepared to meet him in the middle of something with your son or at work, whatever the case may be? Because uh, he's going to show up in a mysterious way out of the blue. And the question is, are you prepared to meet him? Or maybe it's because you're not going to see next week. You're not going to see September and your life is going to end. And, and are, you, are you prepared to meet Jesus? That's the name of the book. 21 Day Challenge to Move from Salvation to Transformation. Our good friend Ann Graham Lotz, her wonderful daughter, Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright, uh, wrote this together. And then, <clears throat> but these 21 days, Rachel Ruth, was your job. Uh, which you did an incredible job. It's really a, a great read. It's available. You can go to Ann's website. You can go to Amazon.com and make Jeff Bezos richer if you want to. Uh, but it's really fabulous. It's an easy read, and it'll take you through these 21 days. What kind of was the launching point here? And, and this is a little personal because, Ann, you had uh, a challenge with cancer. And Rachel Ruth, I, I was shocked when I heard about your challenge with heart issues because I'm like, wait a minute, she's really young. Was that kind of a, a wake-up call in terms of this book? Well, it actually, I had been teaching through the book of Genesis in my Bible study, and I taught Genesis 24 and loved it. And I actually got asked to speak to a bride's luncheon. Mm. And I was like, I'm just going to try and pull out some characteristics of Rebecca. And so it was just on my mind. And then we had decided to do a book on it. And then wow. everything happened and with me. And, and so it just came alive. And for some reason, I feel like I'm living, I live what I I end up teaching a Bible yeah, study every yeah, week, yep. and then now it's the books that I write. So, um, But I end up having two SCAD heart attacks, rare SCAD heart attacks, mm -hmm. which is spontaneous coronary artery dissection. And, um, and I was 47, perfectly healthy, yeah. no cholesterol problems or anything, and um, went in for a routine stress test that just was terrible. I, I won't even go into it. It was a really bad situation. And... Um, left with chest pain i just thought i pulled my muscles yeah. or something you know on the treadmill i don't know and um and four days later you know was rushed to the hospital and and had these um heart attacks which i should have died from it there's no explanation yeah, my yeah. heart my artery shredded from top to bottom one of them it, and um and so and there's a whole story there but anyhow i i survived it because god brought me back and mom and mara were in the room my sister tomorrow and my mom praying over me and um and god just miraculously brought me back but i could have seen jesus yeah. that day. oh yeah absolutely and um and so it was in the recovery from those heart attacks i wasn't allowed to do anything i had to sit on the couch and so i just got my computer and I, mm. and, and this book just came yeah. and um and so it's not just about the fact that we believe jesus is getting ready to come back which we do but it's also we could meet Jesus because sure. of heart attacks or cancer or a car wreck or something like that. Was this subject and something that you were that was a regular part of your walk prior to all these challenges and even like when Danny passed? Was it you were uh, questioning yourself? Am I ready? No, I didn't question myself. Am I ready? But I want to be more ready. <laughs> I <laughs> want to. So when I get to heaven. I don't want to squeak through the door. You know, they say that Lot in the New Testament was a righteous man, but you can't see it from the way he lived his life right, in the Old right. Testament. And so I would say he was saved as though by fire. Right. Everything that he'd done in his life was burnt up, you know, when he went and into the barely escaping saved. the flames, yes, as the scripture uh -huh. says. 
So I don't want to be saved. I want to be saved, but I don't want to enter heaven like that. I want to have an abundant entrance, which Peter describes. And, and so I just want the fullness of what God has for me to be uh, lived out in my life. And I've, I've felt that way, Steve, for years and years. So my little mantra, you know, I keep my eyes on eternity. I want to please Jesus in five minutes before I see him. I want to have as few regrets as possible. Mm. So that's that's the driving, a lot of what drives me. Th- this book just articulates the, the need that we have to prepare to see Jesus. And I think Rachel Ruth's heart attacks, my cancer journey, all of that came together to affirm mm. that this is a message that needs to go out. And I believe with all my heart, as we've written this, I'm very convinced that this is God's message of the hour because yeah. Jesus is coming. And, you know, it says in there um, that his bride, um, you know, is, um, has made herself ready. I mm-hmm. think that's the epigraph, the verse I used. In the, and she had to make herself ready. Yeah. She had to, you know, just focus on the things that would be pleasing to him. And, and the world is so wicked today and so corrupt and so chaotic and so confused and um, all of that, that if we're not careful, we're going to get caught up in that. So we have to keep our focus on the Lord. We have to, you know, be in scripture. We have to be in prayer, living it out and um, sharing the gospel with those around us and, and letting God transform us. Yeah. Because, the t- you know, the subtitle is moving from salvation to transformation. I think a lot of people, as you've indicated, they're saved and then mm-hmm. they get their ticket to heaven and that's that. Right. You know, then it's finished. But it's not. It, that's the first step. Right. That gets that, you in the pool. That Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first step is that you commit your life to Jesus and then from then on it's step by step by step every day of your life until you see him face to face. So we have peace, we have joy, we're content. But there's an intensity there, isn't there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This forward motion, there's yeah. an intensity. And I think that yeah. there's that we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We kind of we take peace and we take contentment and we turn it into something that it's not meant to be, which I think well, is apathy. apathy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think there's an intensity that's a compulsion. When you, when you take a good look at who Jesus is and what he has done to take away our sin and open heaven for us, mm. Steve, I, with all my heart, I want to have something to give him when I see him. Yeah. I want a life that's been well lived for him, a life that's as fruitful as he would enable it to be. I, I want to please him. I want to see the expression of joy on his face when he sees me. And, um, and so that, the opportunity for that is now. So when you step into eternity, all that goes away. Right, all that goes away. Uh-huh. No, no more opportunity to live live a life of faith, to live a life of trust, and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll get into this with Rebecca, but let me just set this up. We don't have much time, but this is too big of a question for a minute and a half, but we'll start. Uh, <clears throat> for me, when I got married, really all I needed to do was shower and put a tux on. But what was it like for you as the bride? Because this is where guys listening, we're going to struggle with this whole notion of I'm the bride of Christ. We'll deal with that. But but what was that like? Did you feel this intense pressure? Like, am I ready to be presented as a bride on my wedding day? I did. Uh, 100%. Today's my anniversary. <laughs> oh, happy anniversary. There you go. I just unplugged You're this. fine. You're, oh, yeah. Just oh, there, put your okay, back there. in. You're good. Okay, you're back. It well, is. you never really left. But you're, okay, good, yeah. Is it 26? 26 years. 26 years. Wow. Happy um, anniversary. Yeah, but it is. I mean, there was so much. You had to get ready, the flowers and the dress and the fittings and makeup and how are you going to do your hair and where is it going to be? And, I mean, just so many things to get ready. And um, and then where are you going to live afterwards? And you got to find a place. All all these different things that um, take, you know, to get ready. And I just had a daughter. You know, my oldest daughter just got married. And so – 
we had to go through all that. And, and it's interesting, right when this book was coming out, I had to live this through with my daughter mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. the bride. And God had that time, too, but um, to see a bride getting ready for a wedding. And I think the personal preparation, too, and wondering what the bridegroom is going to think right. of you. Right. Know, there you go. I remember my mother wrote the most beautiful prayer because she had that same insecurity when mm-hmm. she married my daddy. And she wrote a beautiful poem about what he would see. You know? And um, so I think most brides have that. Yeah. Same. And we need to extrapolate that, married or not, male or female, we need to extrapolate to our own lives as Christians. Are you prepared to meet Jesus? Because it's going to happen. Are you ready? Is it just going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Or should you really lean that in, lean into that? Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Are you are you a believer? If you're a believer, uh, you're in a war. Just remember that, okay? That's why I picked that song. I've been waiting for a war since I was young, and I'm in one. You're in one. If you're a Christian, you're in a war. You have an enemy. He hates you. Uh, and unlike a lot of us, the fun, and we're here with Ann Graham Lotz and Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright talking about their uh, new book, Preparing to Meet Jesus, which is a 21-day challenge to move from salvation, you're saved, you're in, okay, praise the Lord, to transformation, where do you go next? Uh, the devil, we were talking about intensity uh, over the break. The, the devil is intense because he knows his days are short and limited. So he's like a cornered animal, yeah. right? And, and so he's got intensity because he knows his time is limited. So he's going to do whatever he can with the time that he has. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Shouldn't we live like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that kind of the point mm-hmm. of as we discuss preparing to meet Jesus that your time is limited here on earth? And that's you were talking about that, and that you want to be able to not just kind of mm-hmm. skate into heaven. Right. You want to be able to boldly walk yeah, into heaven. And I think when that moment comes, which is what we're trying to get across in this book, when you have that first look and you see Jesus for the first time and you see him looking mm-hmm. back at you, you you want it to be, um, you just don't want to have regrets, you know. And so in order not to have regrets, and we'll all have some, but in sure. order to not have regrets, then you, from right now to today, you need to start living your life for that moment, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing him. And and plus, uh, Paul talks about, you know, giving him the debt of love that we owe. And when you understand, as you just described over the break, the fact that he loves us unconditionally and he loves us. In fact, one of the phrases that I've been meditating on in the last week where he loves us from everlasting to everlasting. Mm, and everlasting is like before there was ever time or space or anything was he, he was there and he loved us then and to everlasting that's when <laughs> you know the new heaven and new earth come down and beyond that and he t- turned to he, he loves us from everlasting to everlasting and when you see who he is and what he has done for us and his love for us th- it compels you and there's something very compelling when somebody really loves you mm-hmm. and is willing to lay themselves down for you you know if you're in a marriage then i feel like you can understand that somewhat if you have a a spouse, of course, Danny Lott said he was a piece yes. of work, but still. <laughs> he was a piece of work, yes. Yeah. Well said. But he's, but he's still, and I remember when I first fell in love with him, you know, and just you know, being so amazed at his love for me, that unconditional love, and it, and it provoked mm. a love in me for him. So good. So, yeah. So, so the love of the Lord Jesus for us, the love of the God the Father that sent the servant, the Holy Spirit, to look for us, to choose us as a bride for his son, that should compel us yeah. to love him. And, uh, and our love, Rachel Ruth, um, can she go ahead and describe, I've got your little list there, but the, the last chapter, 
so when sure well, it's your to, book go wherever you want well you have to tell the story i guess because the servant starts to describe to rebecca who isaac is mm. and uh and it's a beautiful picture of the holy spirit once we receive him and we commit ourselves to live for jesus and to go be the bride so to speak then that's <laughs> one of the ones i picked yeah, yeah, okay, because i love the yeah. word beloved yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i love it go ahead rachel she just threw you under the bus oh, You're no, up. i love it i i think um just skipping past everything when rebecca finally chooses to go you know with the servant and doesn't know doesn't know who isaac is or anything but she's choosing to follow what god obviously she sees what god's doing yeah. and if i can just interject when the servant chose her but then he said, well, you go with this man. So she had to choose also. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. God the Father chooses us, but we also yeah. have to choose. Yeah, you're in that mix. Yes. It's uh-huh. such a beautiful picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's, they're traveling on the camels like 450 miles. And you know during that time she would have said, so tell me what Isaac is yeah, like. What man. does he look like? Yeah. What does he talk like? Who are his friends? And what are the things that he's done? And tell me about his father Abraham. And and so, you know, the servant just was so overjoyed to tell her. And, and you can imagine the conversations that they had or passing some of the places they passed in order to get to where they lived. He would have said, you know, this is what happened in this place. And this is what happened in this place. And God, this is what God is doing through this family. And you get to join it. So that by the time she got there, she probably already had fallen in love with yeah. him before she even saw him face to face. So it's the same with us that when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and when we've prayed to receive Christ to put our faith that Jesus died on the cross to take away our sins and we're asking him to come in and forgive us and to live inside of us to give us eternity one day then you know the race starts you have this relationship with him but then the Holy Spirit teaches you through his word what Jesus is like and who his character is and why he's compassionate he's kind and he's loving and he corrects us but he does it gently all of these things, and we just grow and grow and grow in our love for him so that one day when we see him face to face, I know you, Jesus. I love you. You know, Jesus, we see yeah, the love on yeah, his face, yeah. and we know so that we're beloved. And instead of thinking, oh, Jesus doesn't care about me, and he's pointing fingers at me, and he's upset with me, not at all. And the thing that is going to be sad, although we won't be sad in heaven, but when, when that moment comes, if we had thought that all that time and mm. thought, Jesus doesn't care about me. Why would I waste time getting to know him? I'm, I'm, my parents don't like me. My friends say I'm this and that. And and then we haven't developed that relationship, but then we see the love on his face. Mm. Oh, we that, are going to wish. And that'll be so difficult for so many people. I really appreciated that yeah. you included this in the chapter because not everybody, they, they, they can't even think in those terms of being loved like that, yeah, being right. that, being the bridegroom that's being presented, being the bride. Yeah. And that's, I appreciate this when you wrote this. Have you two been on a long, difficult journey, referencing Rebecca? Perhaps you're single but are longing for and dreaming of love. Maybe you're divorced, experiencing the deep hurt of rejection, bitter toward love and all of its broken promises. Are you a widow, grieving the loss of your beloved in despair over being separated from your sweet companion? Or maybe you're a brokenhearted and a loveless marriage, daily feeling the pain of being unloved. Perhaps the ache in your heart isn't related to your marital status. Maybe it's your struggle because your parents never told you they love you. Or you struggle with a child who's rejected you and with whom you have lost contact. Or the church that has removed you from membership. On and on and on it goes. Whatever journey you will find yourself on today, dear precious bride of the King of Kings, Jesus loves you. And I think that's so hard for a lot of people, Rachel Ruth, to deal with that because they haven't come even anywhere close to being beloved like that. 
And but I yet that's the deal. It is. <laughs> and I think it's the challenge, too, that stop looking at people who will fail you and look at Jesus mm. through the pages of your Bible. And, and he will come alive. You'll see who he is, not who people say they represent him. I mean, because they always fail you, you know, but just go to your Bible and see who Jesus is. And uh, I love the, the end of that story, which when she finally got to, I um, can't remember if they were in Hebron, but anyway, and she met Isaac for the first time. And it said, after I'm sure the wedding ceremony, she describes that beautifully, but that he took her into his mother's tent. And it, and it says specifically, Isaac loved her. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just an arranged marriage. Yeah. You know, th- he loved her. And, mm-hmm. it, and that's what we're talking about. It's a love relationship. It's yeah. being saved from our sin. And we're going to heaven when we die. And in the meantime, we're, we're on a journey. And the journey is, um, can be difficult. And there are all sorts of curveballs that get thrown mm-hmm. our way. And life is hard. But the joy is that we're journeying. The Holy Spirit is within us. We're journeying towards our bridegroom. We're getting to know Jesus uh, in a wonderful way. And so that's, that makes the journey worth taking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, such a great point. We're talking to Ann Graham Lotz and her daughter, Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright, preparing to meet Jesus. A 21-day challenge to move from salvation to transformation. This is all about uh, Rebecca's experience with Abraham sending his servant to find the right uh, bride for his son. I love this part, and, and this is day six, the word kind. Mm-hmm. The servant hurried to meet her and said, please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. I, I, don't, I don't encounter kindness much at all. No. I mean, not even in the, in the body, because it's such an aggressive environment. It's such an aggressive time. Uh, but it was the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Talk about the kindness that, that Rebecca exhibited here, because I think we all need to work on this one. Well, I think it is, it's so sweet because Rebecca, like a lot of us could have, um, you know, in a situation like that said, well, there's the water over there, you know, <laughs> go get it for yourself, get it for your camel. Chick-fil-A is right down yeah, the street. Yeah, right. I've got to go back and make dinner and you know how heavy this thing is and could have made all these excuses and just kind of, and, and maybe even if she had pointed him to the well, that would have been okay. Like most people would have been like, well, I was being nice because I told him where to get the water. But, um, but instead she, without even hesitating, took her well her jar down and gave him water to drink and um and i think that kindness goes such a long way and she would have no idea that this guy was the servant of abraham looking for a bride for basically a prince mm-hmm. and um in just her kindness was being watched it was um you know everybody he was seeing how how kind she was and and the same goes for us that we don't know who's watching us we don't know who who's around but just the simple act of kindness can change somebody's day, change somebody's life, open the opportunity to share the gospel. And, and you're right, you don't see kindness anymore. It's People are aggravated and mean at the grocery store and everywhere, everywhere you go. It's just, it's really something else. So to be kind, you will stand out. <laughs> oh, t- totally. I mean, that, that's like, you know, Jesus said they'll love, they'll know your mind by the way you love one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with the question, how many people would describe me as loving? <laughs> right. Thank you for the laughter. The, 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 that doesn't come to my mind. Right. How, how, many, how, many, how, how would they just, how would, he's bold, he's loud, he's courageous, blah, 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 blah. But, but you, the number one thing should be loving. But when I walked they? across the parking lot, you gave me a hug. Right. <laughs> well, what's that? Are you throwing you me a, a bone? Of, Is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right from the right from Ann Graham Lotz's mouth, Steve Noble had a loving moment. Just remember that. It does happen every once in a while. We're here with Ann Graham Lotz, Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright, talking about preparing to meet Jesus. We'll be right back. Hey, 
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show, preparing to meet Jesus. What a great uh, concept. What a great question. What a great challenge for all of us. A 21-day challenge to move from salvation to transformation. Will you kind of slink into heaven, like through the back door? Do you want to make sure nobody notices you because you have all kinds of regrets and you didn't really fulfill what the Lord had called you to do? You just kind of you just kind of mailed it in. Let's just be honest. You just kind of mailed it in. You don't even know what your spiritual gifting is. You go to church. You pray some. You thank God for the food. You eat Chick-fil-A a lot. And and so, you know, you're a good Christian, right? Mm, I think we settle for a lot less than what the Lord has for us. Uh, and it's amazing what you can get used to. So I think this is a great challenge for all of us. Are we prepared to meet Jesus, whether it's when he comes back or when he takes you off this planet? Anne Graham Lotz is here with her daughter, Rachel Ruth Lotz Right. Thank you, ladies, for being here so much. It's a great blessing. It's Thank always you. a joy, Steve. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay, so this one, day two, Rachel Ruth. Uh, Faithful in the day today opens this way. Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She's just having a regular day, Genesis 24, 15. Have you ever envisioned that glorious day when Jesus will appear? Now you're just causing trouble, Rachel Ruth. Have you wondered about what he will find you doing or possibly catch you doing? Then I jump over a couple of pages because I met your... Uh, your dad's youngest brother, Uncle Denton. My dad's youngest brother, Uncle Denton, told me once that so much of the Christian walk is just being faithful in the everyday ho-hum. And God can meet you in that daily ho-hum, not just at the rapture. So I think, at least for me, I tend to sometimes reduce my Christian experience, Rachel Ruth, to all these big highlight things, like, like big events that I've been involved in, being on the radio, how it goes when I'm teaching students, but we're pretty much ambassadors 24-7. And, and I think we, ch- we, we struggle to really see the importance of our walk with the Lord in the mundane. Mm-hmm. Like with students today, I'm like, how many do you guys have jobs? And several of them have jobs. And these are homeschoolers. So, of course, two or three of them worked at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you think God gives a rip about how you load up the Chick-fil-A bag? Like, where do the waffle fries go? Where does the sandwich go? Do you think he cares about that? And they're like, no. And I said, you're wrong. So talk about that, just yeah. that faithfulness in the day-to-day ho-hum that I think mm-hmm. most of us don't really look at as a spiritual opportunity. Yeah, well, it really is, and the setup in the story is Rebecca, you know, the servant sitting there watching because he had just prayed, Lord, show me which one is the one that you have for Isaac and let her give me, when I ask for water, she'll give me water and then also water the camels. And so he's just sitting there watching and he sees a, a girl walk out, a beautiful girl, and she's going towards the well. And she went to get water, fill it up. And, and that's how he approached her because he saw her going to the well, doing her day-to-day chores. And, and it just struck me how important it is to be faithful in the day-to-day. If she had just, you know, not done her chores that day, gone and sat and talked to her friends or took a nap, she wouldn't have been out there when the servant was watching and looking for a bride for Isaac. And... And how those small little tasks during the day are actually so important. And, um, and God has a great plan in that, too. And he's watching. He, the Holy Spirit sees when we go the extra mile, you know, putting the dishes away or um, doing the laundry or just stuff that nobody likes to do. Yeah, you know, cleaning yeah. the bathroom or whatever. And, um, but it's so important that even in those things that we bring God glory, that we do it with a joyful heart, that we're not doing it out of resentment or just, oh, I don't want to do this. But but we can actually do it with joy, knowing that the Holy Spirit is watching us and he sees what we're doing. And God um, has a wonderful 
um, he has a way to bless us for that. And, and he's watching to see what we're doing. And, and sure enough, Rebecca was picked because she was faithful in the day to day. And yeah. he, was, he saw that character right off. And, um, and an incredible blessing came into our life. I mean, she became the bride of Isaac. So, um, so and, it, and we don't do it for a reward, but, um, but there are blessings that come when we are faithful in that day to day. And I think one of the blessings <coughs> in Scripture, you can encounter God just like yes. the, the servant spotted her when she was doing the day to day. And <coughs> you think of Moses, who was keeping the sheep, mm-hmm. his father in law sheep, when he saw the burning bush. You think of Gideon, who was threshing the wheat in the wine press. <coughs> when the angel of the Lord just was sitting there under the tree watching him, you know. And you think of David, who was keeping the sheep when he was called to say, you know, Samuel wants to see you. And and so just and my mother had a sign over the kitchen sink that said, divine service will be conducted here three times daily. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that over my kitchen sink and then over my stove is um, I, I do the things um, gladly, you know, that I serve the Lord with gladness. And so, so I think the way we do it, um, the Lord honors that and it's not just for a reward to come right but it's in the in the moment it can be so sweet think of jesus in the carpenter shop mm. you yeah. know for 30 years in nazareth taking orders from human people who are you know just yeah his submission and his probably not the greatest customers all the time that's exactly yeah. right and his humility that he yeah. would go from heaven's throne to that you know but yeah. but he learned obedience hebrew says through the things that he suffered and i think taking orders mm. from you know, people who are less than yeah. him would be uh, a kind of a suffering. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned that when you were, we were talking about kindness, about mm-hmm. uh, the person you encountered at the store that had yeah. carpal mm-hmm. tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, well, let me bag the groceries for you. Mm-hmm. It, it, you go, that, that was an incredibly meaningful moment from uh, Christ's perspective because mm-hmm. what do you do to the least of these? You do also to me. Mm-hmm. Everything starts to matter. That's why with students, I'm like, uh, how many of you uh, think God likes the way you cut the grass? What are you talking about? I'm telling you because God is a God of order, not disorder. God likes lines like I like lines. So when I cut the grass, I'm like, I'm bringing order to disorder and I'm doing something with what he created. And I think that matters. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't share the gospel with anybody. But what I did in that ordinary thing, I could I could up as a as an offering. It is. So I just did this to the glory of God. That's right. Exactly. And we want to do it with excellence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything everything that we do uh, throughout our days, God cares about. He cares about what mm-hmm. we're Love involved that. in, what's on our hearts, you know, how hard we've just come from a long day of work, and then we've got to come home and do these things. But he sees us choosing to do it joyfully instead of, you know, just mad. And, um, and he's involved in that. He cares about a football game. He cares about all the all these other things that people think he doesn't care about. And he does because it involves our lives. And and um and so like the football game your husband's going to yeah. tonight when he should be taking you out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> well, one of the challenges here in um the book Preparing to Meet Jesus operates under the assumption that you're going to meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's going to meet him that way. Well, one way or the other. Right. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. And you meet him as Savior or you meet him as judge. That's right. Uh, so we want to meet him as bridegroom and Savior. But but the neat thing in this book, right through the very first chapter, Steve, right through the – have to explain it. But Abraham, when he gave instructions to his servant to go find a bride for Isaac, and he said, you know, don't don't marry somebody from the Canaanites because they're so godless mm-hmm. and – but I want you to, to go back to where my family is and select a, a young woman from my family. 
And that's the very first characteristic of the bride that the God the Father is yeah. looking for for his son has to be a family member. In the and family. And that means that at some point you had to have come to the cross by faith, told God you're sorry for all the wrong things that you've done, ask him to cleanse you with the blood of Jesus, believe Jesus died for you. If nobody else would have benefited, you needed a Savior. And so you claim Jesus personally as your Savior. And then you believe that he rose up from the dead to give you eternal life and you receive the eternal life and eternal life interesting is not just heaven when you die but mm -hmm. jesus said in john 17 is that we would know god and that word know is the word that describes an intimate relationship between husband and wife when adam knew eve she had right, a son right. and so it's it's an intimate love relationship he's talking about that's eternal life and you receive that and then you open up your heart invite jesus to come and he comes in in the person of his holy spirit mm -hmm. and then you surrender your life and and just tell the Lord, I'll follow you from this day forward all the way to heaven. And and it's a, the entire package, so to speak. Yeah. You know, from, from the time you confess your sin, claim Jesus as your Savior, receive the eternal life he offers, open up your heart, invite him in, surrender as Lord, and then follow him step by step, day by day, all the way to heaven. And that's that's being a family member. Yeah. You know, and so God the Father is looking for a family member to be the bride of his son. Mm -hmm. And and they'll be um, the bride is collective. Um, Paul described it in Ephesians 5 as being the body of Christ, being the church, actually, not yeah. being the First Baptist Church or, you know, the Shepherd's Church or wherever. It's it's people who have individually placed their faith in Jesus. You are part of the body. I'm part of the body. Ray Truth is part of it. And all that makes up the bride. Right. So it's a glorious bride that one day you know will be presented to the son of god without spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing how often do you all meet people that would self-identify as christians but there's probably a good chance that they're not because <laughs> we're, we're still at about 68 69 percent of americans will self-identify you know, i don't think we can be judgmental we don't want to use no, that uh -uh. to judge people with although there's a tendency to do that no i'm happy to throw a yellow flag <laughs> i'm not going to throw a red flag <laughs> yeah, because okay. i don't know what the yeah, intent and yeah. the heart of the human that i'm talking to uh, but even the demons believe in shudder. That's right. So I, I like my kids are scared to death to go on Uber rides with me mm -hmm. because I'm always going to talk to the Uber driver. Yeah. And then most of them, especially if you're in D.C., are from other countries. Yeah. So I'm always like, well, where are you from? Well, what's the spiritual climate like there? And uh, so which are you? Are you Muslim or you're a Christian? I'm a Christian. Can I ask you an awkward question? Sure. Go ahead. What are they going to do? Kick me out. I say, uh, why do you think you're a Christian? And now they start going down the road of all these things that your average demon believes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're not there yet mm -hmm. until they get to the part you just shared yeah. that you have to confess mm -hmm. and you have to receive. Yeah. That has to be that's personal because right. yeah. you got to be in the family. Yeah, that's right. If you want to meet Jesus in a way where you're the bride. Yes. If you don't, and it takes away the fear of that yes. meeting, you know. So to be prepared to meet him, to do the most that you can, the best that you can, yep. just takes away the fear of death and meeting him face to face. Amen. Last word of encouragement. Rachel Ruth goes to you. 20 seconds. God loves you, and it's an exciting journey. And <laughs> so just get prepared to see him face-to-face because -face you've been prepared for. That's right. And this book will really help you, first of all, get your mind moving in that direction, but looking at the life of Rebecca and then measuring that. We need to measure ourselves and see how we're doing. You want to be able to boldly walk into his presence, not kind of slither in uh, by his grace. Preparing to meet Jesus, a 21-day challenge to move from salvation to transformation. Anna and Rachel Ruth, God bless you. Thank you so much Thank for coming in. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Another program powered by the Truth Network.